Hey, so if you're out here still cold calling, doing cold contacts, pitching cold emails, cold DMs, or still doing it on the old fashioned good old phone, I just got off a call where I answered thinking it was somebody else and it was a cold call. You guys know how the hell that feels. You're like, ah, shit. <laughs> right? So I'm still disgusted with the lack of professional training that is going on out here in the world of cold calling. Listen, I got started cold calling in my early 20s. I did it and understood how to do it. I understand the scripting. I understand the methodologies. I understand the objection handling techniques. I was taught by some of the best early in my days in the real estate industry. Now, listen, I became adverse to the idea of calling and interrupting people and decided there had to be a better way. That's what probably led me to become a great marketer, a great copywriter. And of course, when the internet took off, I was able to adapt this idea of putting myself into the buyer's journey as they went about looking for a solution to a problem they wanted to solve. My gift is helping my company and others get in front of the journey. So that's for another conversation. However, if you are looking for that type of strategy to grow your business, hit a link somewhere around the bio or wherever around this video. Back to the measure at hand. These mistakes that are going on with cold calling, your team and whoever's teaching you guys this stuff, you just need to have a little bit of logic. Mistake number one, don't call a decision maker and expect that they aren't in the middle of something when you call. It is unbelievable how many people that I do end up getting on a call with and the first thing they do is pitch or they connect with me on LinkedIn or Instagram and all it is is a pitch. Blah, blah, blah about how they can help me. You don't even know if I have the problem that you can solve. It's not a numbers game. You are actually killing your numbers by pitching every single person you come across. Let's say you get somebody on the telephone. Here's what happened to me a little bit earlier. I get a phone call, I'm thinking it's somebody else. And they say, hey Daryl, I noticed you attended the XYZ event and I'm wondering if you have any questions about our product. Okay, so I was at the event, true, and there were, I don't know, hundreds of vendors, true, and you were one of a hundred, and I know for a fact I didn't stop by your booth, so that means the company that hosted the event, the promotion company, gave you my information. You already know that. You already know that I didn't opt into your information, so you should handle that call differently. Good God. But number one, you made the first mistake, which is assume that I was available to take your sales pitch at the moment you called. There's a better way to handle that. When you call a decision maker, you ask for permission to continue the call. It is super simple. I learned it way back in the day. The call goes like this. Hey, Daryl, I'm so-and-so. I'm calling with XYZ Company. Have I caught you at a bad time or do you have a moment to speak? It's very polite. It is respectful of the person's time. And if you do that, one of two things are gonna happen. One, they're gonna say, yes, I have a moment. How can I help you? Or two, no, I am in the middle of something. What is this regarding? And then you can lightly do a pitch and ask for a time to follow up. That'll be so much more effective. Number two, never ask the decision maker a question that can end with no, unless you absolutely are sure the answer is gonna be yes. Here's what I mean. She says, Hey, Daryl, I'm wondering if you have any questions about our product. 
No. <laughs> no. And guess what? You have nowhere to go from there except the call's going to come to an end, which it did, because there's nothing you can say, right? Nothing you can say. Here's a better approach. You simply say, Daryl, I noticed you attended XYZ event. I'm with so-and-so, and the problem we solve is this. I'm wondering if your company is experiencing any problems related to that, right? You don't even have to get into a long pitch. You're simply being polite. You're asking if the person has a pain. You need them to bobblehead in some way so they will continue the pathway of a dialogue. Are you following this? Right, so number one, respect the time. Number two, ask a question that could lead to a dialogue. Number three, here's the big problem. Generally speaking, and this is a B2B sales call, high ticket sales call, you know, my marketing agency is who got the call. So you already know that your system, your tool, your mechanism, your thing is not a one-off thing. It is a systemic solution, which means my agency, if it's using a vendor in your space, has to make a 180 degree change in order to buy your thing. It is not just a commodity. It is a system that has to change. It is a complete integration that has to change. You already know that. You already know that. That being said, you've got to handle the call in a different way. If you start with leading with the problem and getting acknowledgement that they may have the problem, then and only then can you continue down the path of exploring what I would call my motivation to solve the problem, right? So even if I say, yes, I've got the problem, I may or may not have any motivation to solve it. You know, several years ago, I remember being about 30 something pounds overweight. I was 30 something pounds overweight. It wasn't tragic. I didn't have to get the weight off. I could have, it would have been nice to, but it wasn't until I had some extra motivation to lose the weight was I willing to do the thing necessary to solve the problem. And in business and in selling in general, whether this is cold calling or not, your job is to identify whether or not the prospect wants to solve the problem. And do they wanna solve it now or do they wanna solve it later? These three tips I hope come across, I'm being kind of funny with this whole cold calling thing, but I really don't understand why people are cold calling in this day and age. Because there are people, when they have decided to solve the problem, they do certain things online. And it's easy for you to get there, right? <laughs> if I want to solve a problem, I'm likely going to go research something on Google. Your job's to show up there. That's the easiest path rather than interrupting someone who has a job title or works at a company who has typically bought your product or service and then trying to force the conversation. I'm not saying if you don't do that enough, you won't find a lead or two. But let me tell you, it is the hard way to do it in 2022. There's a better way to do this. So listen, I wanna wrap this up. What we talked about today is number one, if you're cold calling, cold DMing, cold contacting, whatever it is, it's all messy right now. It's, I don't wanna cuss right now but it is absolutely a mess. My inbox is a mess, I'm over it. If you're a leader listening to this, dang it, do a better job teaching these 
I'm calling them kids, teaching these kids, teaching these young people how to make sales. Ask for permission. Can I continue this dialogue? Number two, don't ask a question that is a yes or no question unless you absolutely know the answer is yes. And of course you want the answer to be yes. And then the third thing is have a conversation about the problem. Have a conversation about whether they want to solve the problem. If they don't want to solve the problem, put it in your CRM, check with them later, ask if it's okay to check with them later. There's just a better way to do this stuff.